If you've ever wondered how to fit in exercise as a busy parent, you do not want to miss today's episode. I'm talking with wellness strategist, former celebrity personal trainer, and mom of three, Lauren Shante, and she is going to give you three practical strategies to help you start prioritizing movement, even if you have no childcare. Stay tuned. Parenting. It's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey friends, welcome back to Raised Resilient. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I am so glad you're here. Y'all, I love today's episode so much. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about how to show up differently as parents, how to show up in a way that feels good for us and for our kids. And there are some strategies that we can use to help increase our capacity to deal with the stressful parts of parenting. I talked a lot about this concept in my episode a while back with Elizabeth of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. So go check that episode out if you haven't yet. But this idea of our capacity to deal with the stressful parts of parenting is a really important concept because you could take any two given days and on one day you might show up exactly the way you want to. And on the other day, you might show up in a way that feels just icky. Like you're constantly stressed. You're yelling at your kids. You're losing your cool. What's the difference between those two days? I bet you it has a lot to do with your capacity on that particular day. And one thing that will always help us increase our capacity to show up as the parents we want to be is movement. Like I am a totally different mom when I'm able to get my walk in, when I'm able to lift weights a couple times a week, when I'm able to do some gentle stretching and yoga like that makes me show up so differently than if I skip it. But it can be really tough to find time to exercise if you are a busy parent. I have definitely been that mom on my yoga mat with my toddler literally crawling on me. So it can be really tough. And there is literally no one better, I think, to walk us through how to do the tricky job of fitting in exercise and movement as busy parents than Lauren Shante. Lauren is a wellness strategist, mom of three, and former celebrity personal trainer who helps women create chaos-proof, customizable wellness strategies through her program, The Wellness Reborn Intensive. And what I love about Lauren and her approach is that she's not your perfect fitness model type of coach. She talks openly about her extra skin and how her belly button was destroyed by her third pregnancy, ditching toxic mindsets, protecting our mental health, and how her laundry is always clean but never folded. Lauren also has a master's in exercise science, and she's a certified nutrition coach. Now, before I share our conversation with you, I have just a few quick announcements. One is that I have an amazing free resource for you if you have not yet downloaded your copy of Six Mindset Shifts to Ditch the Overwhelm and Parent in a Way that Feels Good. Y'all, this guide is going to give you a foundation to start from if you're trying to shift the way that you're showing up as a parent. You can get your copy totally free at raiseresilient.com forward slash mindset. My second announcement is that the Facebook group for this podcast is officially open and I've seen so many of your faces in there. So that's been really fun. Now, if you want to join and you haven't yet, go to facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash raised resilient. A couple of you have been so kind as to point out that if you search for raised resilient, it won't come up. And that's because I named the group Raising Resilient Kids with Dr. Hillary. So if you search for that, it will come up. And of course, you can also find the URL in the show notes. And my last announcement is about my new coaching program, which I talked about last week. But in the space between last week and this week, I have had so many of you reach out. I have already enrolled several of you and we only have a few more spots left because I want to keep this first round super intimate. So if you've been thinking about it, you've been wondering if this program is right for you and you've been thinking about scheduling a call with me, definitely go ahead and do that because I am going to be closing the doors to these enrollment calls probably in the next week. And then we're going to get started soon after that. Now, before I tell you how to book a free call with me to talk about the program and see if you're a good fit, I want to tell you who this program is for. This program is for you if you are struggling right now in a big way with parenting. Okay, so this is not the program for you if you're just kind of casually consuming parenting content or needing help with a specific issue like potty training, right? This is a program designed to transform the way your family life feels. So if you're struggling with a particular child who maybe is highly sensitive or deeply feeling, or if you are struggling to show up the way you want to, constantly losing your cool and triggered, this program is for you. So if you're hearing this and feeling like, you know what, maybe this is for me, I want you to jump on a free breakthrough call with me. We'll talk through what's going on and we'll figure out together if this is the right fit for your needs. You can book your free breakthrough call at raisedresilient.com forward slash breakthrough. And now without further ado, here is my conversation with Lauren. Well, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited for this topic. That's a good one. It really is. I feel like it is so challenging as a busy parent to find time for yourself, period, but especially to find time for movement when it often conflicts with what our kids want to do or their schedules or it's not logistically convenient. So I am so excited to hear your take on how to help parents build in more movement because we know, we know it's going to make us feel better. We know that it's going to help us show up better for our kids, but then it's hard to do. Yes. Okay. I am very excited for this because I have a lot of tips and I usually only share these inside of my intensive because they're so good, but because I love the Raised Resilient community, I'm going to dish. I'm going to dish some really, really good ones. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much. We are excited. Okay. So first things first, there usually needs to be a mindset shift before we start trying to integrate movement because a lot of us think movement means some sort of like intense exercise. And I think that because we see a lot of marketing from like beach body programs and in magazines and stuff and um, people saying like, you have to make sure you don't have any rest during your workouts and like go hard, you need to be sweating, that like parents think that that's what they need to do. And the fact of the matter is mom of three here. Um, my kids are four, seven, and 11. So been there, been through every season, been through multiple children. You do not need to work out like that in order to feel great in your body and to look amazing. There were many, many seasons where those types of workouts did not exist in my life and all my clothes still fit and I still felt really confident. So it's really important to differentiate between sort of fitness culture and just being healthy and doing what works for you and doing what honors your lifestyle, right? So if we can let go of that, that's a first really big step to getting more movement in your day. Oh, that is so great. And that makes so much sense. I feel like just listening to you, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I did too. I shifted from 
these workouts where I had to be alone and, you know, you can't really lift weights around kids. I want to be lifting more weights. But when I had my third child, I had a newborn and I had a almost four-year-old and a six-year-old and we were still in virtual school and there was just no way that kind of workout was going to happen. And if I had had an all or nothing mindset, it just movement wouldn't have happened. But what we ended up doing was going to a park with a big track and I brought their scooters and put my newborn in the stroller and we walked or I wore her if she was fussy. And that's movement. I didn't go fast and I didn't try to beat any records and I didn't always get sweaty, but I moved and I felt so much better afterwards. Yes. And we all know that if you have the opportunity to drop your kids at the gym child care for an hour or for your partner to come home and watch the kids, you can escape for a full 60 minutes by yourself. Like that would be ideal. Right. But let's be honest, that's not real life, <laughs> especially the more children you have and the more responsibilities you have. And so I really just invite you to let go of any resentment that you might have about the fact that that's not your life anymore. Give you permission to go through the process of grieving that. I know a lot of my students that I work with in my intensive working out used to be their time. It used to be their special thing and having to share that time with their children or have it interrupted by their children. It takes some grieving to get through that. So just recognize the emotions that you have around that experience because there is a lot that we need to grieve when we become parents and we go through this transition. And when you don't allow yourself to feel that, and I know, Hillary, so much of your work is about teaching people to allow all emotions, right? Yes. It can create these invisible barriers and these resentments that prevent us from taking action until everything is perfect in our mind. Yes, that is so good. This idea that we have to grieve for what we wish it was like. And in the work I do in my therapy practice in the perinatal mental health world, the transition to parenthood, it rocks us, all of us. And there are so many parts of ourselves that we have to grieve. And some of those parts we're going to be able to bring back. It's a season and we will absolutely be able to do those things again. But I think we are always changed, even when we can reintegrate some of those things we used to do. Parenthood changes us. And yeah, feeling that and just accepting that and just letting those feelings be versus trying to fix them or do something that makes us not feel that way when in reality, that's part of what it is to become a parent. Oh, so true. So true. Okay. Let's get into like the concrete strategies because I'm getting excited. If you guys are watching this video, I'm like wiggling my fingers like a evil (laughs) genius right now. Okay. The first thing that I tell my students when it comes to physical activity is you need to have multiple plans for the same day. So you need to have course of action A, which is when ideally everything works out perfectly. That's what you would do. But then you need to have a a backup plan B. If you can't get to A because a child doesn't nap or because someone's home from school or something like that happens, what's your course of action B? And then I even go farther from there. If course of action B doesn't work, what's your last resort? What's your course of action C, right? So for me, I ideally would like to go to the gym 9 a.m. right after I drop all my kids at school. Like that's my time. But since I have tons of responsibilities and I have this business and I feel like my kids have been homesick from school for like an eon that doesn't work out sometimes. So my course of action B is doing something with the kids home during the day. If that doesn't work because they're fighting or going crazy or trying to kill each other while they're home and I'm trying to work out, which sometimes happens, then my course of action is to do it after they go to sleep. That's my course of action C. Those three things that work for me may not work for someone else. Your course of action A, B, and C may be completely different. Like I remember I went through a season where my middle daughter, um, she has a really hard time falling asleep. So she wouldn't fall asleep until like 10 o'clock at night sometimes. And so I was not going to do my course of action C after she went to sleep. Like I was not 
not going to go in the garage gym at 11 o'clock. So you get to customize this according to what works for you. But it is a real game changer to just know that you have three different options for your movement time. I also want you guys to know that you have an option to not set aside a big chunk of time. If you want to do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes in the evening, sometimes in certain seasons of life, that's all you can do. And that does add up to cumulative activity. It does create stronger muscles. It does create stronger bones. It does create a healthier heart and lungs. So let it be that. Let it be easy. It doesn't have to look like necessarily what you think it has to look like. Absolutely. That is so good. And I love these sort of this tiered approach to it because, you know, you talk about how your approach is this chaos proof approach to wellness. And there it is. Like that's, that's it right there because you know, I mean, you're a mom of three, you know, and you are parenting solo a lot of the time because your partner is often deployed. So you don't even have that added layer that a lot of us do, you know, that, Oh, when my partner gets home, I can go do this. So I love that you've created this plan that works with all these different contingencies because that's what it is when we're raising little kids raising kids in general I mean when they're little it's chaotic but then when they're older you have to take them to a million practices and that's also incredibly demanding for parents it's very demanding I mean I've got my oldest plays sports six days a week he plays hockey and he does wrestling my middle daughter trains for gymnastics six hours a week and her baby sister hasn't even started sports yet so it's crazy it's definitely crazy and if there's one thing that I think is a really important mantra it's take pride in the problem solving kind of think of this like this season of your life is a little bit like a video game and you're just trying to unlock the levels every single day right and you're not always going to hit it out of the park but if you can like 80 percent of the time you can you can get your movement in and you can unlock that next level of um, organization time management child management it's a really really big deal yeah So let's talk a little bit more about movement versus, you know, I think a lot of us do think of, okay, I'm sitting here with a Beachbody video and weights, or I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here with my gym and my treadmill. And if you don't have those things, what else can movement look like? Yeah. I mean, walking is a great one. Climbing stairs is great. Like I know it's not super fun to walk up to the top of the stairs, go back down again and do that a bunch of times, but like that's an option. It can just be choosing to park farther away at the, at the store, maybe even like carrying your kids. Like this morning, I took a pretty short walk with my daughter to school, but I carried her on my shoulders and she's 50 pounds, you know, like that was a little bit more exercise than I would have gotten. So sometimes it's just looking for the opportunities to do things just a little bit more movement-y than you would otherwise have done them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'm thinking like even people who live in a ranch house probably have stairs to get into the house. And you know, that there's always something that you can do. And that's such a good point. I used to turn on music and we would dance, me and my kids, like on a rainy day. And you would think that that wouldn't necessarily feel like a lot of movement. But man, if you even just a couple songs and you really get into it, you can find yourself feeling pretty good and sweating even. Yeah. And you can even set up your house with movement opportunities that are pretty easy. Like, for example, um, we've got pull-up bars in all of my kids' bedroom doors upstairs. And so they're every time they go through the door, they're going to swing on it. They're going to monkey around. And you know what? When I walk by it, I'm pretty likely to pop on there and try a couple pull-ups. Kettlebells and jump ropes are really easy ones to keep stashed around the house. If you keep a jump rope in your living room and you're walking through vacuuming and you're like, oh, maybe I'll just jump rope for five minutes because it's there mm-hmm. and you see it. Kettlebells, sometimes I'll have one stashed under the kitchen counter in this like little corner so I can go in and just do some squats or some presses with it. Of course, like it takes um, with the kettlebells some time to develop technique and you have to be careful about warming up, but it's all 
all things that can really cumulatively add a lot more movement in your day. Absolutely. We have a little mini trampoline and I see that as the same kind of thing. You know, sometimes if I can really go and do a session on the trampoline, I will. But other times I'll just kind of be out on the screen porch with my kids, which is where we keep it. And I'll just jump for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, now that people are starting to go out and do more too, the trampoline parks that you can take kids to that are huge. Listen, you can buy yourself a pass for that too and go jump around. (laughs) I zone does like a preschool parent pass where you can go and jump with them. Okay. I am so glad you said that because we have a pass to our trampoline park and I cannot tell you, I go and I, I see so many parents just not jumping with their kids. And I feel like I'm the weirdo because I'm over here. I'm like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to get some exercise, you know? So I do. I jump the whole time. And it is so much more fun that way. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to play with your kids and to bond with them. If you have little ones, you also keep them from getting mowed over by the big kids. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. Like my daughter, if I let her go by herself, she's fearless, but like she would get knocked over. But yeah, I leave feeling good because I've gotten a chance to move my body and it's so much better than just sitting there on my phone the whole time. Yeah, the zoo too. Like if you want to take your kids to the zoo or something, you're going to be walking all day. There's a lot of opportunities with with kids' activities to be really physically active. And then if you're at home, I have this whole slew of like, systems that I use to get kids used to respecting your home workout time. The first thing that's super important is just having a conversation with them and letting them know your expectation around your exercise time. Like kids need to be given explicit instructions and they need to know mom needs to exercise every day because of my health. And so I'm going to exercise at this time. When I do that, you need to let mommy do what she's doing. So that means we need to ask for snacks beforehand. We need to go potty beforehand. You need to have everything that you need to find beforehand. And that's something that as a parent, you kind of have to get used to giving them that opportunity before you start exercising. Like, hey, mom's about to go in the garage. Do you need something to eat? Do you have your sippy cup? Do you need to go potty? Do you need a fresh diaper? Is there anything that you think you might need? Because when I go in there, this is my time. And from that point, I really recommend a visual timer. If you guys don't know what a visual timer is, it's looks like um, a regular kitchen timer, but it's got a, a block of color that shows kids how much time is left. So it really helps them. If you're going to put 30 minutes on the timer, they can see how much longer they have to wait for mom to be finished before they can ask for things, before they can go to the park or something like that. So highly recommend that for your kids if you're working out at home. Oh, I love that. That is such a great idea. And yeah, I mean, I would say I talk a lot about independent play and we have created what I refer to as a yes space. That's actually a term that I think Janet Lansbury coined where the child can't really do anything that's not okay. Mm -hmm. You set that room up to be safe. For us, it includes a baby gate that we lock and she goes in there and just does her thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I say when you've got a tiny baby, you're not going to have as much time away where they don't need you. Now, I think even tiny babies, if you've listened to this podcast, I talk a lot about they can lay on their backs and just look around the room and that's stimulating as long as they're fed and changed and taken care of. But those windows of time are going to be shorter. And as your child gets older, my daughter will play by herself for an hour and a half sometimes in her little playroom. She's so happy. She's two. And I've seen that window of time just growing and growing and growing. So yeah, if you set it up where they've got snacks, where you know, maybe you come in during your water break and just put eyes on them, but they understand that that's your time. And think about what you're modeling to when you say, hey, I'm going to protect this time. This is important. And I want to show you 
that I'm going to prioritize moving my body. That's so great. Yeah. And it's so important for them when they get older and they need to set boundaries around things like homework or practicing, practicing instruments too. Like my 11 year old, he is playing in band and jazz band and he has quite a bit of homework because he's ending his elementary years. And then he has two little sisters who are a little bit crazy, right? So he now knows how to set boundaries around his time and his space for what he needs to do for his homework and his practice. And I do think that part of that is from the way his dad and I have set boundaries around what we have needed. And it's so cool to see. Oh, I love that. I know. Isn't it great? I'm I'm so proud of him. He just turned 11 yesterday and I'm like... I believe it. So I know independent play can be a little bit of a struggle for some families. So if you're not there yet and you're listening to this and you're like, there's no way my kids are going to play independently while I work out, even for 30 minutes, something that uh, many of my students do is they keep a high priority toy, I call it, or a high priority activity that only comes out during their workout time. So for example, when my middle daughter was little, her very favorite thing was the painting easel. She loved the painting easel. The only time of day I would bring that easel out was during mommy's workout time because I knew that if that was the only time she was going to get it and she knew it, she would not leave that easel and she would stay there for the whole 45 minutes that I was trying to work out. My youngest loved Play-Doh. The Play-Doh box actually was kept in the garage near my workout area and I had a little table for her in the garage where she could do Play-Doh and that Play-Doh would only come out during mom's workout time. So it's something where it like hyper focuses them on their favorite thing and it increases your odds of being able to get through your workout. I love that. That's so smart. We have sensory bins that are kind of similar that come out only at certain times. So that's a great idea. And I will say too, if you need to hear this, like if you don't have a high priority toy or if that wears off, listen, you are not going to do damage to your child if you use screen time to get your workout done. For sure. Make sure that you're choosing a program, especially for little kids that you know, right? Something like Bluey or Daniel Tiger or Wild Kratts that you know is going to be appropriate content-wise. And then put that on and go do your thing. I know that I talk a lot about letting kids be bored and not turning on the screens in response to their boredom. But that's a very different thing than turning on screens so that you can go take care of yourself for 45 minutes. Like, do that if you need to. If all the other things don't work, do that and feel zero guilt. So true. It's all about what you have capacity for, right? And I think in the journey of parenting, a huge part of the growth is every day we edge our capacity a little bit larger and a little bit larger. Like I remember being a first time mom and like only having one child felt like being hit by a truck. It was insane. But now I have three kids and honestly probably feels about the same as when I only had one child because my capacity has just grown and grown and grown. So you have to give yourself permission to honor the capacity that you have on a given day while also just gently pushing those boundaries to be able to handle more and more. A hundred percent, right? It's a season when you have a newborn and oh my gosh, yes, with your first child, give yourself so much grace. It's a big transition. And during that season, your movement's going to look different and that's okay. And like you said, I love the idea of like gently pushing those boundaries so that you're allowing yourself to grow in what you can tolerate in your capacities. And so you're going to be able to get more creative with coming up with these you know, high priority toys or encouraging independent play on a regular basis. So true. And then the last big thing that I feel is a real game changer is if you have not yet taken time to really focus in on your eating, 
that's a super important part because the eating really is what helps us to maintain like a baseline level of of health, right? Of like healthy weight, vibrant energy. Exercise is really just kind of the cherry on top. And I see a lot of people getting really stressed about exercise because it's like keeping them from tipping into unhealthy. It's like they have to hold on to exercise because they're they're so unhealthy in their eating side or they don't have it together with eating that they're like afraid to let go of exercise because they know that it's just going to be the slippery slope into being unhealthy, right? So for me, because my nutrition and my mindsets and my philosophy around wellness are really secure, I do not super stress about missing workouts because I know that there's there's like a bare minimum that I need to get in to maintain my strength and maintain my health. But everything after that, if I need to let it slide for my sanity, I know because my eating and my mindsets and my habits are really good that I'm not going to see a really huge physical difference. And I think that sometimes we just white knuckle that exercise part so hard because we haven't taken the time to organize everything else. And you'll get so much relief if you can do that. Yeah, that is such a good point. You know, I know for myself, I have to be eating a lot of protein in order to feel good. What would you say? Like if people are feeling like, okay, I want to dial in on my nutrition, like what's one thing they could do today to get started? Yeah, I mean, to me, the number one most important thing is to understand what works for your unique body and your unique life. Because you may be someone for whom you thrive with more protein and then there's someone else with different genetics, different body type for whom that wouldn't be the thing that would make the biggest impact. So I think that as moms, we have so little time left for ourselves at the end of the day that the time that we do have, we really need to make that count. And if we're using that time doing something that we know works for Hillary or works for Lauren, but we haven't actually validated as working for us, we're effectively wasting that time, right? So what I like to do is I like to teach people how to take data on their bodies, how to use the scientific method to figure out what exactly works for you. What makes you feel good? How can we get dialed into that? And then focus on bringing more of those strategies in. So I actually, shameless plug, I teach that in a mini course that I have called Your Daily Journal. And it's actually like a PDF journal where I take you through the data points and then I teach you how to draw conclusions about what's working and what's not working. Awesome. We will put a link to that in the show notes for sure. And also, this is what you teach, I know, in your intensives. And you are offering people a free strategy call to see if that's a good fit, right? Yeah, totally. I do these calls called Mindset Makeover Sessions. And I am so passionate about doing these first because usually the most freedom and ease comes from changing the way we're thinking about wellness. So if you guys want to join me for one of those, you can go to laurenchante.com forward slash breakthrough to schedule it. I think I have five available per week. So it's first come first serve, but just hop in there and we will get you a little win with your wellness mindset makeover. Yay. That's awesome. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So yeah, if you are feeling like, okay, I don't know. Do I need more protein? Do I need more carbs? Do I feel good with this? I have no idea. I'm just trying to survive over here. If you feel like that, book this call with Lauren because it's free and it's going to get you a win. And, you know, then you can go from there. And I love talking to people too. Listen, working from home is a thing. So if you book these calls, you're actually helping me like hang out with you <laughs> and have some fun and not be alone. Have someone office, to talk so. to. Yeah, yeah your give me someone to talk to and, and your I'll kids. help you with your wellness. It's a win-win. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so, so much. You've given us so many 
practical, immediately applicable strategies. Lauren also has an awesome podcast called Rock Your Wellness with Lauren Shante. I've been on there twice, so you can go check out my episodes. And of course, everything she talks about on there is just gold. And I love that your episodes are even shorter than mine. You can really get them in quickly and you always get value. So go check that out for sure. I will link that in the show notes as well. And anywhere else that people can find you, I'm all over Instagram. I am like a stories hog. So if you want to go to Lauren Shante official on Instagram, I'm over there. And I also have a Facebook group for my podcast. Um, it's with the same name, Rock Your Wellness with Lauren Shante. And I just, I write a lot in there. I feel like Instagram and a lot of social media platforms having gone to video, it's not the best place for long form writing. So if you're somebody who likes to read a little bit from the people who you like to follow, you should definitely head over to my Facebook group. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. Hey, Cycle Breakers. If this episode inspired you and you want to continue the conversation with like-minded parents and with me, then I want you to head on over and join my brand new Facebook group. I created this group so that we can connect with each other, so that we can share our parenting wins, ask questions, and of course, you can suggest topics for new episodes. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash raise resilient and get in on this conversation today. I cannot wait to see you in there.